What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this this is our weekly retro Sunday Night Heat review show. I'm your host, Corey Smith. I'm hanging out in the Diamond Studio, a.k.a. my bedroom, and I am joined via Zoom chat with my main roster mate, like I said, somebody who followed WWF around in the late 90s as much um, as the oddities. Probably You probably hung out in their van. Um, from show to show. Oh, for sure. Mr. Jose Oseguera. How is everybody out there in the interwebs doing, and how are you doing, Mr. Smith? I'm doing pretty, pretty well. Um, uh, we got a whole lot. I think, yeah, I'm doing good. I don't know why. I, I think I just drank too much coffee right before the show. Yeah, I'm me too. Inj- jitters. But nonetheless, uh, this is our weekly Sunday Night Heat review show because Sunday Night Heat happened uh, today, 22 years ago. And uh, I mean that's pretty cool. We're 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 keeping it going. We're four weeks strong. Well, technically three, but four episodes strong now each week. And this ha- took place on what? God, what was the date? The twenty third. Now I got third. I got to look at my calendar. I don't know what today's date eight, is. Eight two three nine eight. There we go. Eight twenty three ninety eight. And uh, yeah, I mean let's just hop right into it. Before we get into all of that, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. At CWR415 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Click the the, the notify button down below. Uh, you know, just follow us anywhere because we post a lot of cool stuff on social media that uh, with current day wrestling. We don't just review heat. You know, that's, we have your latest news, uh, news reports. B Show, which me and Michael Vergara, uh, we review NXT and AEW Dynamite. Uh, you know, current pay per view results immediately after the pay per view. Yeah, yeah, because like this whole, I mean, not to date, but there's just without dating it too much. There's so many shows this weekend. Uh, I think there's like four shows we put up this week altogether. Mm-hmm. So guys, go check it out. Uh, SoundCloud.com/slash City Wrestling Radio, Apple, Castbox, Spotify. All those good stuff. Check it out. Like it. Love it. Gotta have it. All right. Now let's 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 talk about Sunday Night Heat, shall we? Let's. All right. We kicked it off. Uh, we we are in week number four of Shane Watch. Shane oh. is still on commentary, uh, although we don't get the big dramatic uh, entrance that we used to have with him before. Before it would cut to him um, at the beginning of the show. You know, hi, I'm Shane, and this is my friends, or these are my Do- friends. Did they introduce the friend this week? They didn't even introduce her. I mean, we That's saw thought, we yeah. saw a clip of her later, and mm-hmm. I I I wanted to get to know her better. I want to know her character, what exactly. she's all about. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, why is she with Shane? Um, is is she is she somebody that Shane paid for for the night, or is she just a good friend? You know, was like, hey, I'll go with you to the show, Shane. Don't worry. We don't know. Yeah, but, maybe she was a Russian model this week that didn't know English, so we couldn't get to know her. She, yeah, yeah, it could have been, but we don't know. We don't yeah, know. We, we don't can't know. sit here and make it up. So uh, we kicked it off with our first match of the night, though. The Oddities. Remember them? Versus Southern Justice. And first off, the Oddities WWE Network theme song, the dubbing over, it's it's so bad. It mm. is like this song that is like, it, you hear like a guitar rift and a and a hip hop beat, and then you just hear like random like noises, like whistles, and like you know that whistle where you're like, you the like slide whistle, yeah, yeah, the slide whistle. <laughs> you hear a slide whistle, and I'm just like, what? And okay, so if you don't know, I'm not gonna play it because I don't want to get hit with another copyright claim. Um, mm. They used to come down to Insane Clown Posse, 
Mm-hmm. And because it was, they were part of the group. Exactly. And the song, okay, I never liked Insane Clown Posse ever in my life. The only, okay, mm-hmm. the only time I ever did was during this moment when I'm like, who are these guys in wrestling? Okay, okay, I guess they're kind of cool. Wrestling, you know, it mm-hmm. was just because of wrestling. And that's the only song I've ever liked of theirs. And to see the oddities come out and to not hear Insane Clown Posse kind of bummed me out a little bit. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Yeah. They were in ECW too, right? Am I wrong about that? Not the group. Not the group. I mean, maybe all separately um, or, or maybe later. I don't know if they all went later. But I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I got, I got look ECW and WWE had a lot of um, cross promotional stuff. Yeah, they meshed a lot so, of their stuff together. You know, a lot yeah. of, you know, Jerry Lawler was known to show up on ECW TV. Mm-hmm. Paul Heyman showed were, up. ECW did like three invasions. Yeah, I mean, I think they did more invasion. They're just like oh, ECW's here again, guys. Mm-hmm. Just, just yeah, we got a locker room for you guys this week. Just go ahead and take that one. It's it's fine. Do we never lock the doors back here? What's going on, guys? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh. So then, out of nowhere, The Rock comes out and then just like puts a ladder on the stage and leaves. Dude, it was really weird because I thought I they I missed a huge chunk of the show. I'm like, what happened? Did the oddities just disappear? No, Did no. WWE Network cut it? What's going on? Oddities and um... because when oddities came in, they went to commercial. Yeah, and uh... then when they came back from break, it was all it was the rock. Rock. It was the rock yeah. putting the ladder up on the ramp. And uh, if you don't know this, he was challenged for the Intercontinental Title um, for a ladder match against Triple H, um, which is going to happen well, technically next week. 22 years mm-hmm. ago. So 21 mm-hmm. years and 51 weeks ago today that <laughs> happened, um, which we will be reviewing SummerSlam 98 next mm-hmm. week. So guys, which on paper sounds pretty good so far. I, it's actually the highest buy rate for a SummerSlam ever. Is that so? So, Oh, well, this is peak Monday night. Wars. Oh, peak at the peak of the summit. Uh, okay. So let's see. Kurgan and Knight start this match. You remember Kurgan? Yeah, he I, was. A I thing. remember, but I don't remember names. I was like, "Oh, I, that's I, his name. I had to. Lo- I had to look up all their names. Uh, Kurgan gives Knight a slow-looking clothesline, landing uh, tag to Golga. Do you know who Golga is? Yes, uh, Mister Earthquake himself, John Tenta. There you go. Uh, that is correct. Which him wrestling in sweatpants and a t-shirt. I was like, "How comfy is that? Is it comfy or is it just completely restricting?" That's what I, I would say. Yeah, I would think it would be comfy. Yeah, but I tried doing yoga in like a t-shirt and sweatpants, and it wasn't working out very good. No, well, it's he, too loose, too. Uh, in the I way. don't. I don't think Golga was doing yoga. No. I'll, I'll be quite honest. Uh, it's funny. And looking back at him, I'm just like, yeah, that's earthquake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but you know what? All his thinner. moves. I'm just like, that's earthquake. Yeah, but he was thinner. Was he? Yeah, oh yeah. Well, or was he thinner when he was like the Shark Boy in WCW? Oh yeah, I, I think he was like. Yeah, I think he was thinner then. Yeah. But that's that was after earthquake, so he got the. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know, anyways, um, Golga, like I said, uh, I I, I never <laughs> under I never understood his character, and I guess I never should overthink the oddities, uh, because at the end of the mm-hmm. day, I don't know if they were all like trying to be like. They were just like special, like special, right? Or yeah, or exactly. were they that's, like that's drug right. addicts? Because I always no, got I, I always got like this kind of like. And I don't want to say they're drug addicts, but I felt like their character was like this, like people you just see like randomly hanging out in a, um, an apartment complex somewhere, all tripping it, on like cough medicine. 
Okay, I'll tell you what I thought back then and what I think now. Okay. So back then, I thought there were like circus freaks, you know, the oddities. Come check out the, the, the fat guy. Come check out the world's tallest man. Yeah, but you had like Luna Vachon playing like this like over hyper like I felt like her character. They were like they were like, go out there and be t- five. You know what I mean? Yeah. Act yeah. like you're five, but also know how to wrestle. Yeah. So okay. you know what uh, impression I get from them today? What's that? You remember the Thomas Jane Punisher? Uh, no. Jog my memory. Thomas, Thomas Jane Punisher. The first Punisher. Okay. Movie. Oh, oh, uh, from like the 80s? Yeah, with Rebecca. No, no, not the 80s. Uh, 2000s with okay, Rebecca okay. Romain. Oh, and John Travolta. Yes. Yeah. He, the oddities reminded me of the people that lived in the hotel that the Punisher lived in. So yeah, yeah kind of like yeah. losers, yeah. outcasts, drug addicts. Just alcoholics, but they're but, but they're ilk. but they're kind of like have this family mentality amongst one another, kind of looking exactly. out for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they were really they were actually super over. Like yeah, everybody in the cl- crowd was dancing when the oddities came out. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Knight slams Golga's head into the turnbuckle, but Golga proves he is impervious to pain and slams his own head into the turnbuckle multiple times. Uh, Cannonberry. Barely gets Golga up for a suplex, and then we get our weekly, um, we get our weekly introduction to Dustin Reynolds making his walk through the crowd mm-hmm. uh, with it's a sign Dustin saying, sighting. "He's coming back. He's come. We don't know who he is, but he's coming back." I don't know if that was a good Dustin Reynolds impersonation or terribly bad, but it was pretty bad. Okay. But I'm- uh, Golga hits the big Golga splash tonight and, uh, Canterbury, uh, okay. So he hits a big, oh, to, sorry to, uh, it was to Canterbury or was it tonight? No, it's tonight. Sorry. Uh, does it matter? It does. It does. To me, it does. <laughs> okay. It's Southern okay. justice. This is a prestigious tag team, Mark Canterbury and Dennis Knight. Uh, so there I was a fix my notes. I got them under Southern comfort <laughs> there. Uh, Golga hits the goal. It was just a big body splash to the corner and Knight. Hawks this big loogie, and I only noticed this because a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. it was disgusting. Spit, Spit all around the place. Mm-hmm. And then, all of a sudden, Shane, the son of Vince McMahon, says, Oh, look at that big old loogie he just spit out. That's mm-hmm. disgusting. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to believe I was absolutely right about Vince talking to them and saying, If you spit in my ring that many times again, you're fucking fired. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't say for sure. Wasn't there. I was only 11 years old at the time. But to me, that's what it seems like. Oh, somebody was mad in Shane's earpiece and it was daddy. Or Shane was like, I want to make sure somebody sees this. Like, I want to make sure dad. Oh, sees you this. think he snitched on him? Dad, he's spitting again. Uh, it could have been. Could have been. <laughs> yeah, it could, yeah, you're right. Uh, we have a reverse DDT to Golga. Kurgan breaks up the count. Uh, Luna Vachon gets in the ring and jumps on Canterbury. So technically, uh, <laughs> why would why? Uh, you know, uh, okay. yeah, okay. Uh, hold the, on. It's an oddity. Yeah, yeah, it's DQ. Uh, Southern Justice technically wins. I give this match a three out of ten. This match was bad. It, it was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They had a lot of charisma oddities. I it, they did. You, you know, uh, to say they had a good look is. Um, you know, I don't know what to say. Cause, like they were the anti good luck. You know what I mean? Yeah, and this was mid their run. You yeah, know, yeah. They, that they, makes sense. I think they were only in there for like a couple of years, like ninety seven too. Um, yeah, um, ninety seven to maybe ninety nine. Yeah. 
Um, but you know, there was very, very, uh, brief glimpses of okay spots, but at mm-hmm. the end of the day, I didn't like this match. I do like the, the oddities. Jeff Jarrett though, comes down to the ring and I guess he wants to be a barber, uh, because he has clippers in hand and he's ready to cut Luna's hair. And uh, it's already half gone anyway. Yeah. He, she, he's already halfway there. That's when giant Silva gets in the ring, saves Luna and gives Canterbury a choke slam. Jeff Jarrett gets away. And, uh, yeah, giant Silva. I mean, he was, he gets in the ring, gives a choke slam, and uh, he he has he kind of reminds me of like the great colleague kind of reminded me of him a little yeah. bit. They had kind of like the same one hundred percent. And then and he was a Brazilian, no? Uh sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm yes? Guessing. Question mark. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, anyways, Oddities really Silva good. Silva is a very Brazilian name. Still, yeah. No, absolutely. Still, I am really bummed out. I did not get to hear the insane clown posse. Uh, as they came down to the ring. Next match, we are supposed to have Animal versus D'Lo Brown for the European Championship. And boy, oh boy, we get what to talk. Cluster. We get to talk about this um, stuff. Hawk and Animal, they are going through, or at least Hawk is going mm-hmm. through his alcoholic phase and storyline. And I believe he was actually sober at the time. Yeah. Uh, after, when you see Dark Side of the Ring, they talk about it. Mm-hmm. And he comes to the ring to join Animal. And I thought he was joining him, like, because Animal comes out by himself, walks down the ramp, and then you see Hawk come through the crowd. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe it was one of those situations where he said, Hawk, just let me do my thing, stay in the back. And Hawk was like, no, I want to be here for my friend. I'm, I'm drinking. I'm having a good time, buddy. But uh, the, the idea was is that Hawk thought it was a tag match, but he was still in his well, street what? clothes. And he had... And he wasn't like, that drunk. On and, yeah, he wasn't no. like that drunk. Come on. No, he got more drunk after the splash. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Um, So I just... I don't know. And this whole thing was just... It was cringeworthy then. It's cringeworthy mm-hmm. now, looking back on it. He's in no condition to rest. Even, even no D'Lo Brown here. walking down to the ring was like, what's going on? Like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, although he does take full advantage of the situation going after Animal and Mark Henry comes down. They beat up on both the men. Draws comes down for the save in a chair. And um, yeah, that was uh, that was that segment. We don't actually get the official match. I, it might have happened on Monday Night Raw the next night. I didn't look into that. but Yeah, I didn't either. But you can do catch Shane after, after everything happened. And uh, Hawk was trying to sit up. He goes, look, look at him. Right there. He's in no condition to be here. He's totally wasted. He's gone. Two over the top, guys. Shane, uh, Shane's really starting to like bother me on commentary. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, I can't wait till Shane watch 2020 in 1998 (laughs) is over because boy, oh boy. He is. It's just like, it's just one of those guys. You're just like, dude, shut up. It's almost Michael Cole. It's a little better than Michael Cole. At least mm-hmm. he's original Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not. And I think somebody was was telling him, dude, every week, turn up the turn up the douche. You could be a bigger douchebag. Turn it up. Oh, turn yeah. it up. Yeah. And, and uh, then he just crosses the line. That you're like, no. He basically no. is only out there to. And I hate to say he, they want to get a younger look, I feel like, for the show. A hundred percent. Yeah. They yeah. want this show to stand out. So they're like, Shane, you go out there. You will know how to talk to the kids of America. Young it up. Yeah, exactly. And he's 28 at the time, which at, mm-hmm. at, like that's not that young. Like 28 is young, 
like in the whole grand scheme of life, it's young. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're not like 22. You know what I mean? You put a, Mm -hmm. like a, you know, put a 22 year old up there, like take like nowadays they'd be like TikTok, Minecraft. I don't know what 22 Mm -hmm. year olds do. Uh, uh, Ping pong uh, into shot glasses. I don't know. <laughs> that was, I'm really grasping. Years. I'm really grasping for what 22 year olds do nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. Well, well, right now what they do is they break curfew and they break quarantine. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned and watch more of our shows. <laughs> yeah, no. Stay home. Watch more City Wrestling Radio because we got so many shows all the time and like we're so good. Like, <laughs> I mean, we're like. We won third place in the best newcomer podcast of 20, was it 2017 or 2018? Uh, three years ago, yeah. It was 2017, yeah. Best, th- third best. So, you know what? That's pretty, pretty, as my boy and Curb Your Enthusiasm would say, it was Larry David. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, then we get a recap of Brawl for All in Fish Islands because it's the 90s. <laughs> It's just, and you know, it's funny about this recap. It's about five minutes long and it's filled with about 300 punches. It's just cut to another punch, cut to another punch, cut to Mm -hmm. another. And it's all, all the different matches. And how many times did they show Steve Williams get knocked out? Dr. Death. Dude, like six. Yeah. They showed like six times of him getting knocked out by Bart Gunn. So because the next night repetitious, everything was repetitious about that package. Yeah, because the only like six matches have gone by anyway, and it's really a bummer because the week before we had a brawl for all recap with Kevin Kelly, which mm-hmm. Kevin Kelly is like the breath of fresh air on any piece of WWE um, uh, show in the '90s. Because nowadays you look at him and you just think New Japan. So now you you get mm-hmm. that I get that psychosomatic effect happening where I'm like, oh, the New Japan commentator mm-hmm. was yeah. in WWE, but I just think New Japan. So I'm like, it's like the We're brawl for again? all, oh, yeah. The mm-hmm. brawl for all is happening, and I'm just like, oh. Brought to you by Nietzsche Man. Exactly. Uh, then we get the Headbangers versus Owen Hart and his dad, Dan, Dan Severn. No, not his dad. Um, <laughs> that's actually, that. that's a, sl- I shouldn't say that. Uh, Uncle, Stu Hart. Uncle Dan? Yeah, Stu Hart is a, is a great father. Uh, uncle Dan. Yeah, Uncle Dan Severn, because he is dressed like an uncle in the 90s. Like, he has that sweaty, gray sweatshirt Super every every week. Mustache. Oh. Uh, so th- we yeah. get the headbangers, like I said, versus Owen Hart and Dan Severn. There you go. That's a good mustache. Uh, for some reason, Edge is watching from the crowd, and we get no mention of it again. It, yeah, I don't <laughs> understand that. You know, they just wanted to put it because the main the mainstays of this show are Draws and Edge. Yeah. So you had well, to get Jeff a, Jarrett. A- Southern Justice has been pretty prominent, and the yeah, headbangers. Yeah. The, headbangers the headbangers have been pretty pretty. Prominent. But the headbangers have been. Uh, fodder for everybody else yeah yeah um let's see so we get a recap of the crappiest triple threat match ever from the week before and they made it look a little bit better than the actual full match in the recap well they all they did was show the finish well they, they didn't they didn't show the the picture of dan severin just standing in the corner so no nah, oh they skipped that all you together. got it you got it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. keep it going uh let's see owen hart and thrasher start the match uh they go back and forth and uh thrasher I, I totally forgot that the headbangers were good. <laughs> yeah, like, they're pretty they were good. stuck with a shitty gimmick. Shitty, or was it just dated? 
you know, because I felt it was when, very yeah, dated. It was because we're in the time of grunge and they try to grunge them up, but they call them the headbangers and headbangers was more 80s heavy metal ish, oh, right. you know? Yeah. So they, they packaged them wrong. That's that's the problem. Yeah. No, I could definitely see people like whatever your poses, bro. Like they're, They don't even know. Like they're not headbangers. Yeah. Because they had flannel shirts tied around their waist. Yeah. And they oh, wore, and you know, one of them had a Marilyn Manson T-shirt on. I think Mosh had yeah. a Marilyn Manson T-shirt on. Mm hmm. Um, let's see. The match slows down a bit though when Mosh gets in the ring with Dan Severn. Uh Owen Hart builds up uh builds the blind tag. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Owen Hart, let me say that again. Owen Hart gets the blind tag and gets uh Thrasher with a spinning heel kick. Uh nice power slam to Owen by Mosh though. Rear naked choke to Thrasher by Hart. Commentators putting over that Owen is being trained by Dan Severn for his match against Ken Shamrock in the Lions Den which mm. is going to be happening next week on SummerSlam 98. And, uh, yeah, he gets the submission victory over Thrasher. This was a really good match. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it I really was liked decent. it. Um, there was no... I really, I really miss Owen Hart, dude. Yeah. Um, I never gave Owen Hart the credit when I was a kid because I was, I was, I was an asshole kid, and I was just like, Nugget, Nugget, Nugget. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was... Who who wasn't chanting Nugget though, Adam? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I no, never. And back then, we're, we you know we were victims of the storylines. All of this, you know, we didn't well, we're, we weren't smart. You know yeah. what I mean? We were just so, marks without being smart marks. Yeah, yeah. So and Owen, you know, he pulled off what he's supposed to, and we hated him for it. Yeah. Well, I, I go back and look at some of his matches. I'm like, holy crap! Oh my god! Yeah. Oh! Yeah, totally. And you know what else is dope about Owen Hart at this time yeah. is uh, he's been known as the ultimate ribber. Oh, yeah. And during like house shows, he'll like uh, not sell or do some, you know, insane stuff to frustrate his opponents. Uh, this time, did you notice that every time he tagged out, he would he would like go out of his way just to catch some heat from the from, from the, the crowd? crowd yeah. Yeah. Well, and you every single time the crowd would turn to him yeah. and just like give him hell and. Uh, really play into what he was doing, and that, and the cameras turned away from him oh, yeah, as yeah, soon yeah, as yeah, possible. Yeah. They're like, "We're not showing get, this. Get that off the air. Come on, that's not a house show." Yeah, uh, but like I said, this match is really good. I actually give it a seven out of ten in Whoa. my in my scale. And okay, I tried to have this conversation last night with Michael, and he doesn't agree. Or the other night with Michael, uh, he doesn't agree with me about how I think not every match can be judged on the same scale. In a sense where you can't judge a Dakota Kai match the same way you judge a Kenny Omega match because you expect more out of Kenny Omega. Am I? And that's just how I see it. Like there are some things where you're like, okay, Dakota Kai did really good in that match. So for her, that's a six out of ten. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, one hundred percent. You can't uh, paint that's what wrestling I think. with a broad stroke because every match has their just like every end, they have their end game. And just like every, um, every, you know, how people are like, oh, wrestling is interpretive and it, mm -hmm. there's no right or wrong way to do it as long as you it's entertaining and you get to where you need to go. You know, mm -hmm. that's just my opinion. So you can't judge every match the same way. Yeah, there was a time where, OK, during this era, 98, mm -hmm. you would judge a Sable match at at that time. You know what I mean? You can't compare it to an Oscar match I like today. I man finer. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, when oh yeah, she yeah, was just definitely. out there getting naked, you would you would just kind of go, oh god. But then when she started actually wrestling and putting on the boots and the pads and was sable bombing people, yeah, you actually were believing it, and you were like, now this is 
a four star sable match yeah uh you know and, and people are very a lot of people out there will say no there is a one to ten scale and if you know there are certain things that you need to do and every match is judged on the same scale which is fair like yeah i get it and it's, it's i just that's how i judge and that's why yeah. I uh, that you know what at this point you you failed to be smart a smart mark you're just being a mark. I'm sorry. Who me? If you're gonna be smart, no, I'm not saying oh. you in particular. I'm saying if you're if you're holding every single match to the same strictness and structure. Everyone you know has their I mean? I, yeah. I say everyone has their own thing, but that's I'm just saying that's why that's how I judge it. And I was yeah. Well, you can't judge a, um, an episode of Sunday Night Heat the same as you would judge um, Dominion. You can't. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They don't follow yeah. the same purpose. Yeah. You, you yeah. just can't. Yeah, and if you have New Japan, yeah, and a lot. Of, yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Let's move on, shall we? Let's. Uh, then we get the Rock. He finally comes to the ring to cut his his in- Rudy Poo ass. Yeah, uh, to cut his in ring promo. And this isn't like full blown Rock. Like the, he's the Rock. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but he is. You know, just like. The Rock is going to tell you, jabronis, that you guys suck. Like, because he is kind of like far away from the mic. He's talking a little monotoned. He's not the full, like, in your face rock. Uh, mm-hmm. He does say, though, that the uh, the fans in the arena are the biggest pile of, uh, the largest gathering of trailer park trash he has ever seen in his life. I laughed out loud. Oh, well, I mean. Like, I didn't LOL. I laughed out loud. <laughs> The Rock is out here to answer Triple H's challenge for SummerSlam. Uh, the Rock accepts. And, uh, oh, how does he accept? Doesn't he just say, I accept? He, no, he goes, you, you bet your pretty ass. Uh, and then he goes, I accept. I accept. He uh, said Triple H had a pretty ass. He says he'll hit trips with the Rock Bottom, climb up to the ladder, and grab his title. And The Rock, uh, like I said, he's still getting his feet wet with his promo skills. Good, not great at this point. He has all his catchphrases in line. Mm-hmm. He's ready to go. It's wow. just that he needs, you know, that extra over the top. But The Rock is about to be propelled into the uh, the main event scene in a couple of months, actually, because we were wrong. Last week, we said it was Survivor Series 99. It's actually Survivor Series 98. Oh. Deadly Games. So we will be also, if if we're still around as a podcast, we will be reviewing that. Which I'm looking forward to. We've it. made three and a half years, so. And then we have a match, uh, Taka Mishinoku with Yamaguchi-san and Mrs. Yamaguchi versus Scorpio. So Scorpio, also known as Scorpio Sky. Wait, not Scorpio mm-hmm. Sky. Sorry. It was just no, Too uh, Cold Scorpio, right? Too Cold, yeah. Yeah, Too Cold Scorpio. I don't, the Scorpio name, it's, just, it's so like rare and then like you mess up the names. Uh, Taka, though, he is messing. He is wearing street clothes now because he is now a part of Kayentai. And this is when Kayentai were a bunch of ragtag punk rockers from the streets of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And um, do we know why they're fighting? Like, was there ever a reason given? Scorpio and uh, Taka? Yeah. Uh, they were scheduled. <laughs> but it wasn't a cruiserweight match? No. Well, this is the light heavyweight title um, that Taka held. I thought they called it. Oh, it was light heavyweight. It wasn't called cruiserweight. No, cruiserweight was WCW. And then, oh, hey, right. And right, then right, right. when they brought the title over, Vince was like, oh, "I finally got the word. It's my word. Mm-hmm. They're cruising." Uh, so no, I don't think there was any reason. I think rhyme or reason. I think it was just they were scheduled to have a match and for the you know for the finish. 
Um, yeah. Springboard, Asai Moonsault to Scorpio on the odds on the outside. Hard power bomb to Taka Mishinoku. Super kick to Taka. We have an attitude adjustment to Taka. Moonsault to Taka. Uh, but um, Mrs. Yamaguchi, she distracts the ref because if you don't remember, Mrs. Yamaguchi is Taka's storyline kayfabe sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scorpio is arguing with both of the Yamaguchis, and that's when Taka gave Scorpio. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes. Did you notice that Scorpio caressed her cheek ever so gently when he walked back in the ring? Yeah. Oh. uh, I was like, what's going on? Wait, what? uh, Yeah, you know, I just, that's, I didn't notice that. That's, Mm. that's a little, it's a little weird. Um, WWE at the time, I guess it's probably the lowest level of, of offenses. I guess you've seen done to women, you know? Step aside, China doll. I got work to do. My little geisha. Yeah, that was just like, all right, Scorpio, like, and I'm the face. Well, you know, Scorpio was a great wrestler. Oh yeah, you know, and so was Takamishinoku. These are probably two of the best. A lot of the people in WWF at the time were really, really good. Some of his best work was in ECW, um, you know. And yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Scorpio, um, he, oh no, so sorry. Like I said, he is arguing with the Yamaguchis. Uh, Taka gave Scorpio a dropkick and then a Mishinoku driver pin and win. This is a great match. Seven, another seven out of ten for me. Yeah, this is great for the show. Yeah, Not for you know greatest WrestleMania's ever. Oh, no, for no. this show, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. a great, great match. Yeah, it, it, it got to, it got to the end, and they both, they, especially with the Asai moonsault, um, you know, and all the spots they they hit off, and there were absolutely zero blown spots. There were mm-hmm. zero moments where I was like, ooh, ah, and, that looked yeah, bad. And, uh, um, the driver looked really good. Yeah. Then we get the end of the match. Uh, Out comes Val fucking Venus. And we and every time he comes who, out, you, who, I remind you, mouth. I remind uh-huh. you, he's supposed to be the face here. The, Val Venus is supposed to be the face. <laughs> you're, right. you're right. Taka you're right. is supposed to be the heel. Yamaguchi mm-hmm. is supposed mm-hmm. to be the heel. And I, anyways, and every time, every time Val opens his mouth, it's cringe. Yeah. Cringe. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's not even clever. Val says, tomorrow night, the big Valvoski will be speaking softly and carrying a big stick and ready to unload on you, Taka. And I don't mind it, you know, the dick euphemisms. That's fine. Yeah. But when he tells Taka, I just read your fortune cookie. I... 1998, ladies and gentlemen. You know... We really were in a bubble in San Francisco in 98. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, then we, oh, we finally got the payoff to three and a half weeks, three or four weeks ago. Mario Lopez. He, he's back. He's back. Well, he's on the set of Pacific Blue. Yes, he and is. And he's, uh, he's recounting his events um, from Sunday Night Heat uh, episode one when Val Venus, again, the face, comes out to not sexually assault a woman but he doesn't take no for an answer you know mm-hmm. he comes out and i forgot her name but he was trying to like wiggle in front of the co-star and you mm-hmm. know mario was like hey you know can i get a, a handshake and val was like buzz off nerd get out of the way. Yep. yeah you're mario lopez you're never gonna be a big star and uh that's when mario lopez gave him the leg takedown and was taken away and uh, so in this interview he goes, yeah, no. Um, so it happened, and I didn't know what was going on, and I jumped over, and I just, you know, the, lucky the refs got there when they did because it was gonna be, uh, it probably was gonna be a bad thing for Val Venus, and that's when Shane. It cuts to Shane on commentary table. He's like, yeah, that's bullshit. 
<laughs> he's just like, yeah, no, that, that no, you would have gotten your ass kicked. Sorry, Mario Lopez. Yeah. So just one hundred percent guarantees that he's going to be at SummerSlam, right? I uh, he should be at SummerSlam, but like I said, Val Venus is supposed to be the the face. Yes. So, Good guy. Yeah. Good guy. Baby face. Yeah. So the 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 porn star is supposed to be the baby face. The one who makes dick jokes every week. Yeah. Uh, then we get a recap. Uh, Stone Cold telling Taker and Vince. He says, I'm, is that Kane or is that Taker? I don't know. What is going on with Undertaker? I understand that they're trying to be like, is that Kane? Is that Undertaker? I yeah. don't know. But it's a, this stupid fucking, like, the storyline of him, like, if they don't know if that's Kane or Taker, like, it's dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. Once or twice, it would have been smart. But they have it going on and on and on. And for Taker, like Taker comes out and he's hiding his face. Then he reveals his face and he's wearing Kane's mask. And mm-hmm. you're like, and JR is just like, well, is that Kane? Is that, and J- uh, like the King's like, no, you could see Taker's tattoos. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Undertaker's <laughs> tattoos. Yeah. Like, well, Kane could have, ta- but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't. You've seen his yeah. arm. So uh, they're going to have one of the best probably WWF title matches ever. Um, coming yeah. up. Well, this was segment of the night for me. Oh, you think? Yeah. You, yeah. Well, the segment, I mean, because it actually, you know, ke- uh, brought me up to date with what's going on with the whole situation. Oh, and yeah. How everything acted out. Then the surprise in, at the, um, in the hearse. That was cool. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, we'll see, you know, like I said, this is leading up. We are on the highway to hell. Um, as you know, ACDC would say, and uh, it's funny because Vince is just like the biggest ACDC mark ever. Yeah. It, it's shown then. It's shown now. Like the SmackDown theme song. Uh, highway. Are you ready? Yeah. The Highway to Hell for um, SummerSlam 98. For a good time? So. Uh, and then we get our main event of the evening. What should have been match of the night. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it was it was a match. Uh, so Jeff, was Jar- it though? Jeff Jarrett versus Draws. Uh, the bell rings. Uh, I felt like, like, I don't know. I'm I'm reading my notes wrong. Hold on. Uh, so J- okay. So Jarrett goes right after Draws with a series of stomps. The two men exchange strikes, and then X Pac comes in the ring and attacks Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. That's it. There, yeah. There was nothing to this match. Um, there was buffoonery. It actually did nothing for me, and like, I can't say it sucked. Like, I can't say. I mean, it was a crappy finish. But it was heat, and how many of these matches in the history of heat now have we had DQ finishes? I think we're at a probably 75% percentile I'm, of DQ I'm thinking finishes. 80, dude. Yeah, no, I, most of them are DQs. We get about, what, three to four matches a night. How many of them? Uh, I could think yeah, of there's Mankind. clean finish tonight? Mankind versus Undertaker. That never happened. No. Um, was it Animal versus D'Lo Brown? Never happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vader's had what two DQs uh, finishes yeah. mm-hmm. within the span of four weeks. So, I mean, Sunday night heat, the land of d- disqualifications. Well, remember around this time it was full and, and WCW was notorious for this. It was running central. Yeah. Running and DQ like all the time. Yeah. There were never any clean finishes until pay-per-view time. So. Yeah. And to, they brawl and. Uh, X-Pac cuts a little bit of Jeff Jarrett's hair. And conveniently in the back of his neck where no one could see it. Yeah. 
He's like, I'm going to get you, Jeff Jer. Ooh, you have that long hair. I'm going to buzz a little bit off, like right underward, mm-hmm. so you can just like put your hair over it and kind of let it hang over. It'll look fine. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about and it. And notice Draws doesn't care that X-Pac ran in and ruined his match against uh, Jeff Jarrett. He lost. Well, yeah. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I was going to try to I was going to try to play devil's advocate, but I can't. And they double teamed the heel. Oh, wait, what? Well, you know, earlier in the night, he was trying to shave a woman's head. And, uh, you know, uh, poss- and it was Luna Fashan, a, a legend, yeah. you know, former um, woman to accompany Honky Tonk Man down to the ring one mm-hmm. time. So, I don't know. I'm just rambling now. But that was Sunday Night Heat. That was Heat, ladies and gentlemen. How'd that was Heat. Good? Uh, yeah, tell us. Uh, tell us what you thought of the show. Dude, it was fun. It, it's it's no, a lot of good wrestling on the show. A lot of, a lot good, of good wrestling. wrestling I will say a lot that of good moments. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're getting a, a rock training to be, you know, the most electrifying blah 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 blah. We're about two months away from his title win. From his yeah. fir- first major title win. Like he's mm-hmm. he's the intercontinental champion right now. But I feel like that change is coming up soon. I, I don't know. Yeah, we I, we get the Stone Cold River incident soon, right? Where they chuck the icy title into the river? No, I think that's already happened. Really? No, that, that's happened because Austin is, is champ. Yeah, you're right. Austin you're is right. champ, so that's 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 years ago. And, and he doesn't go back he doesn't backtrack in titles. No. God no. That's mm-hmm. some, that's the that's something that they held on very like very close in back in the day. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people say well, your secondary title should rival your main title. I don't think it should. No, I no, think, no. I think it, it should, should be, be the stepping stone to the main title. It should be your Commander Riker to your your Luke Picard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't be this, well, 1A, 1B type thing. Then have two main titles. Then have a universal title and a WWE title. But no, right. this is the WWE title, which is being held right now by Stone Cold. And you could say the Intercontinental title is pretty prestigious at this point because it is about to go in a ladder match versus The Rock and Triple H at SummerSlam 98. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know. I've actually I've been trying to avoid uh, anything that reminded me of SummerSlam 98 because I'm sure I've watched it live, mm-hmm. but uh, I just can't think like straight up like exactly all the matches and everything like that. So I'm trying to avoid everything yeah. about it. Um, but yeah. Uh, our next retro heat show is going to be next week. Like I said, we will be reviewing SummerSlam 1998 yeah. and the, uh, the, the Sunday night heat show pre-show, which I'm sure is just going to be like Austin walking into the arena. And I'm sure it'll be like the oddities versus Kai and Ty mm-hmm. or something like that. So guys, yeah. Guys, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Check out, like I said, uh, uh, our YouTube page. If you're listening to this, um, the the podcast version. Go check out the YouTube page because well, we posted a bunch of new shows. If you're listening to this on YouTube, go check out all the podcast pages. Like I said, all our shows from this weekend, SummerSlam 2020, um, the B Show, uh, Takeover 30. I mean, there's just so many shows that are happening this weekend. Dynamite Saturday night. Dynamite Saturday night. So that'll be on a special edition of the B Show Saturday night, and. Um, and I think Payback's next week, but you know, we'll talk about that at another time. Guys. Payback's so soon. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at <laughs> CWR4 and 5, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.